0: 15 minutes after 8 o'clock a Monday morning time for... One of my favorite people—that is Sadie Brockmeyer. She is the president of Recovering Hope Treatment Facility. Good morning, Sadie. Good morning. And how is life treating you? I haven't feel like I haven't seen you since Christmas time almost. Or... I
1: feel like we haven't, cause in January, it was Martin Luther King Day? Yes. And this month it was President's Day, so we're a week early. And next month, what is it? Spring break, then Easter. I feel like uh, there's something every time. It seems
0: go. like, cause we try to have a chat. We really do try to work it out. Usually, it's. A the third Monday of the month, just to clarify, but it just happens <laughs> with the calendar. And because Schoberg and Holmstrom is closed for some of those federal holidays, here we are. And Sadie's been kind enough to alter her schedule for me so we can get this chat in this morning. So let's talk a little bit. One of the main, well, let's start with, because I, I like to clarify for somebody listening for the first time. So there is a, a facility called Recovering Hope that is amazing. It's been around how many years, Sadie?
1: We are on our seventh year Okay, And I was reflecting last week, we had a treatment center from Canada reach out to us and say, we've heard about your program, we've heard about family treatment, and we want to create a similar model. And so they were kind of doing their back-end work of you know, figuring out the, the, the do's and don'ts and the tips and tricks. And we had a lot of help as we were getting started from other programs here in Minnesota and one out in Milwaukee in California and trying to work smarter, not harder by uh, instead of having to do all the trials and errors and things as you're growing a, a, in a sense of business or a program. Um we wanted to skip those steps and be like, what did you guys do that didn't Absolutely. work so that we don't try that as well? And this program is doing that similar thing, but they're from Canada and they actually flew down here last week to tour and spend the afternoon with us. And so it was really fun to to hear that we are not just minnesota known, but internationally known. right? There you and, go. Well,
0: that's true. Absolutely. And,
1: and it's always been fun to like guide and and help others trying to do some good work too. So
0: well, and it's such a neat process that you've been through because you started out the facility. Um, those seven years ago, and and just a a synopsis, if you will, or an oversight of what's happened. How many beds were there to start with? And it was for women and children, right?
1: Yep, when we opened, um, we wanted to be able to serve 50 women and 30 children. So what makes Recovering Hope one of about five programs here in Minnesota is that moms can come to treatment with their kiddos um, under the age of five. So we really focus on that pregnant, postpartum, um, mom in our residential program, and over the years, we've grown from 50 women and 30 children to 74 women and 30 children. And we just added, I think we're at 86 women and 30 children. Uh, and we just continue to look at how do we meet the needs of not only our community here in the, I call it the Pickham area, Pine, Sandy, Chisago, Canabic, Mille Lacs, um, but we also want to be able to meet the needs of Minnesotans and our surrounding states. And so, one of the things that we saw here locally was being able to provide services for outpatient and really truly be able to serve 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 all. Par- all family members. So now people can come even if they don't have a substance use and see a mental health provider. If you're really distraught about last night's Super Bowl game, maybe it puts <laughs> you into a depression, you know, oh my goodness, your team lost or won. Um, you can see somebody to kind of help you gain some coping skills around that or to really truly I'm joking about the Super Bowl thing, but uh you know, to, to meet To meet yourself and learn kind of when life puts you on life's terms and and sometimes things are going really well and you just need to to be able to see like how do I grow in my career or take my next step or do something that's really scary but could have a really positive outcome on your life. And sometimes we just get – life throws shit stuff at us and (laughs) – (laughs) I'm going to get asked not to be on you, stuff at us, and and we need to be able to help have a neutral person to kind of guide us through that. Um, Sometimes right now you might have a difficulty getting in for a med provider, so you're thinking about maybe an antidepressant or, you know, something maybe just to see how it feels. Uh, right now there's a lot of wait lists and things like that for, for brighter. So we do have immediate openings for both individual therapy and for medication management. And a lot of times you just need to have kind of that that dual that dual piece, not just one thing but kind of working all together. And then we do have our substance use program for outpatient as well. We have virtual options. We have evening options. We have two days a week. We have four days a week. Um, And what I'm really excited about is I've been waiting for all the pieces to fall. If you've driven by the Grand Event Center or been out at Recovering Hope lately, you're like, what's going on over here? There's these two kind of (laughs) houses going on, a new road. Um, And so we've been working on creating a lodging component for those that are in our outpatient. We know that stability in housing is one of the biggest predictors of success. And the longer that you can keep some without having to be fearful of losing those basic needs um, of food, shelter, water, Support and we're able to have a live-in house manager that lives there or that stays there 24 hours, so it's a 24-hour staff. We provide the meals, and we really help people go to group for about 15 to 20 hours a week and then be able to start looking for employment or working with um, an employment counselor for them to be able to work with peer support and on their uh, mental health needs. Uh, and be able to start to say like, okay, what is my next step gonna be? Um, where am I gonna go after here? Am I gonna go back home? Am I gonna relocate? Am I gonna go um, and stay with family? Or you know, will I maybe have my children back by the time that I end that program? Um, so we're really, really excited about that and being able to just provide structure and support and help people really get those daily responsibilities so that they can take that knowledge and those skills with them when they graduate.
0: It almost feels a little bit like an assisted living, but for folks that are dealing with other issues, not necessarily uh, older folks. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, except it's a, a program where the idea is you stay so long and then- you are to the next step to move on in your life.
1: Yep, the goal is to move people on and sometimes people might be there uh, 12 weeks, sometimes they might be there 20 weeks, sometimes they might get through sooner and do eight weeks and um, our goal is to make sure that everybody has a plan when they leave and can really, really benefit from the services that we're
0: providing. So now I know that this build started, You, we talked off the air, started in August and it's close to being done right here in March is the hope.
1: Yep. We're just going to have to do a couple more things, construction rise, and then um, hopefully be able to get our, what is it, a certificate of occupancy from the state because <laughs> it is licensed to the Minnesota Department of Health. So that there's there's also that feeling of safety and, and support too if, for clients to be able to um know that their needs are going to be met and know that they're going to be treated with dignity and respect. Um, Sometimes people get into these housing programs and they have to go through like the tenant rights and they have to, you know, navigate the rules of of different places versus really being able to know that that housing is secure and not just have to jump through hoops to be able to stay, but to know that (coughs) if they do have a concern, they can contact the state of Minnesota Hopefully they won't need
0: to. Yes, hopefully that's not the case. So how many units are available then there?
1: We're going to have 32 beds. Okay. And so there's 16 in each house um, and they are two-story houses, handicap accessible. We actually got to name the road that they're on um, because it is, it's is—it's still a private road on ours. So it's a little offshoot of Roland Road okay. called Hope Lane. I love um, that. So we're yeah. delighted about that. And we will be having an open house um, soon and and so I'll make sure that I get that information to Rock and Robin, that would be great. Um, and also <laughs> you can follow us on our social media of uh, Facebook and Instagram and all of that
0: too. That it's wonderful and just another opportunity, just getting the job done, so to speak, helping people out, meeting them where they're at, and all the options. I love the fact that it started out. You know, and you still carry on this mission, of course, with with gals and, and babies, and then you grew the outpatient piece of it to help people on so many levels there. And now you have this other level of care. I just think it's amazing what's happened. And really, when you think of seven years, mm-hmm. that's a lot you've gotten done in seven years, Sadie.
1: It's it's been a wild ride, but it's been fun.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. So if someone's listening this morning and they're curious about this situation, best thing is to just give a call, go to the website. They could even stop. You. Been out there I would think.
1: Yep if you ever just we do have walk-in a substance use assessments um, if you're wanting to know a little bit more about the services Jody and Kathy are amazing receptionists we would fall apart without them um, <laughs> so if you do walk in and just have some questions if you wanted to just like chat with them about all the things that we've got we do give out naloxone and unused needles and as part of our needle exchange program we have fentanyl test strips um, so if you know somebody that's used using, you can always just tell them we don't ask any questions. We offer to provide some education on how to use those items. Um, But for the most part, people will just come and pick them up um, we also have lots of information about other resources in our community. Um, we have got our in our vestibules, in our outpatient clinic. There's other, um, there's little handouts for other people here in town, like lakes and pines and um, like uh, Amherst and psychological and the equine therapy of means for change. Like we really um, know that we, even though with all the services that we had, there's still things that people might be looking for. And we always wanna make sure that we can help people People, connect people with the services that they need, that they're motivated for, that they're going to benefit for.
0: It's amazing. Well, before I let, because I know how busy you are, is there anything else before I let you get on with your Monday, there, dear? Uh,
1: if you're even if you're not interested in like the the services we provide, if you go to our Instagram and social media, Facebook. Um, it's just Recovering Hope Treatment Center. You'll be able to see the construction updates. We've got a couple posted, a little bit more information on on the decision to go with the housing as the next step. But even if you're just a construction buff, it's been fun to, to watch the <laughs> giant crane. Um, and so there's pictures of all of that exciting stuff on there, too.
0: It's always a pleasure. And next month, we should be the right Monday, the third Monday. We'll check it out and say you'll be back in with me. My dear, thank you so much, as always, for your time today.